business and people. Your host, Walt Bayless. Let's get this show started. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Business and People Podcast. I'm your host, Walt Bayless, and today on our show, we have none other than the image maker, Mr. John McHale. And John has built a successful retail industry and then transitioned into becoming one of the biggest image consultant and personal branding coaches in the world. John's worked with some incredible clients, including at a government level, but more importantly, at a private level, including big name brands such as L'Oreal, one of the biggest companies in the world with BHP Billiton. He's worked with sporting clubs and media. He develops people's personal brand so that their success stories can shine through. And it's a real honor to have John on the show with us. John, thanks so much for joining me. Good morning, Walter, uh, and um, greetings to all your listeners. <laughs> Thanks, mate. John, it's, it's a, great, uh, a great transition that you've been through, working with some of the biggest brand names in terms of luxury fashion in the world, bringing those into a retail environment, and then taking that and, I guess, transitioning into a bigger image uh, branding consultancy. How did that all come to pass for you? Well, how it started was... Um, my background was as a fashion designer, so I, I worked for the Christian Dior brand that led me to uh, eventually starting my own manufacturing company. Uh, I had about 200 staff at the time when in Australia you could manufacture nice. and, um, uh, and also led to an import business, some of the biggest brands in the world before they even had stores in Australia like Giorgio Armani, Gianni Versace, Prada, uh, Yoji Yamamoto and so on. So basically, we built that business. It was a very successful business. And then we said, what's next? Because, we, you know, I'm a guy that always wants to control my own destiny. So from there, we basically decided to go into retail. Uh, so we had a total vertical operation. We did everything. Wow. Uh, and what that meant was we had about 200 retail accounts around Australia. Um, uh, and part of that was, of course, freedom, but also it was about really uh, at times, you know, retailers would not pay their bills, right? You had to no. chase them. So it was like, man, you know, I don't like this. So we decided to start our own stores. We ended up having 10 stores in the upper end uh, of um, uh, the male fashion business. Right. We're talking about quality here, quality Italian fabrics, you know, mm -hmm. French, German, and so on. Yeah. And basically, uh, it was a great business. I loved it. And it's, and it's still a passion from the point of view of the artistry and the artisan aspect of what we're doing till now. What happened was, you know, this is going back now, um, let's say 25 years ago, we, we opened a cafe in one of the retail stores, and that was in Chapel Street in South Yarra. And what happened was I noticed, because I wasn't working the store, I had my, you know, my managers and the teams, but I would go there every Saturday. Mm. And somehow, you know, the, the interesting thing was on Saturdays, I used to do some really big sales with clients. And then the week, you know, and it was like unbelievable. And, of course, my managers would always say, you know, you're a fluke, you're just an ass, rah, 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 <laughs> right, okay. But, you know, there was something around attracting the energy, the right, you know, the right energy that basically got people to come to me, okay. Yeah. And what happened was, over a period of time, I noticed this. I noticed that I had clients that would come in every week wanting to buy something. 
that really didn't need to buy anything. Yeah, yeah. It was like they bought that, you know, that shirt last week. They bought three ties the week before, right? They don't need any more right now. So what happened? In my own self-reflection, what I really got was they just wanted to come there and spend time with me. Awesome. Obviously, obviously they were getting something, right? Yeah. That I, at that time, was not valuing. Yeah, sure. It was like I was just giving it, right? Bang, bang. And what happened was... You know, from there, we decided to start a consulting company on the side Mm -hmm. uh, with the intention, of course, of, you know, even if it was a subconscious thing, in the future, that's what I'll be doing. Nice. Yeah. Because I like people more than product. Got it. I like empowering people about their freedom, you know, many, many X's beyond just selling your product. Yeah, definitely. So, what that, from, so from that, we started a coaching business. It was part of, you know, the whole group at the start. And from then on, basically, period of time, you know, uh, in 1997, I sold the whole fashion business. Yeah. Uh, and then became, so 97 is officially where the new company started. But I've been doing this all along since 89, 1989. So it's been 30 years. Wow. So you, so you nearly know what you're doing then, John. <laughs> well, you would hope so. I mean, you know, you would hope so. Look, I've done well over seven and a half thousand one-on-ones, you wow. know, yeah, and hundreds of thousands from a seminar perspective. And we're talking about four continents here. Yeah, we're talking about doing seminars internationally before, before you know, online, right? Yeah, yeah. where you had to fly over there, do the deals, you know, attract people to get there, you know, shake hands. You know, build relationships. It was hard work. Absolutely. So what that, you know, but what that, you know, what the retail side to this day has given me is this resilience, right? Yeah. Basically, um, it's given me uh, high customer service values. Yeah. In other words, respect your clients. Retail has always been a tough game. Um, where, you know, today you've got online businesses that don't respect their clients, okay? Yep. Yep, it's a it's, transaction. You know, it's all a transaction where our approach has always been relational. Okay? Sure. It's how to build relationships uh, because it's what I believe in. It's what I've been brought up in believing. And basically what retail also, you know, taught me was, I said resilience, it's, it's, it's basically going with the ebbs and flows, you know. Um, and, the, you know, so, so it's been really, really valuable and sometimes, you know, unless you do the, the self-reflection and, and the evaluation, you think, you know, uh, you miss out some of those gems, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. So, so that was the story there. And basically from there, I decided to become partners with the guru of the time, Robert Ponte from San Francisco. I bought his book. You know, I'll quickly tell you the story. because it's a Please do, story. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a great story. So I bought this book called Dressing to Win. Remember, I was in fashion, right? Absolutely, yeah. And, and Robert was a little bit, you know, on the edge, a bit crazy and so on. So I read this book. I get really excited. I find out the publisher of the book. It was Double Day in New York. I send them at that time, believe it or not, italics. Wow. Right? There you go. Right? right? From the post office, Okay. And I got a response back in two days. I couldn't believe it. And what, what I was inquiring about was I want to, you know, find out who this guy is, where can I contact him, I want to have a chat, rah, rah, rah. I get these details, wow, 
unbelievable. And the phone number had his holiday house in Hawaii. Fantastic. So guess what I do? I get on the phone and I call this number in Hawaii. Hello? Ring, ring, ring. My name is John Michael. Um, uh, you know, I'm from Australia. I've read your book. I loved it uh, and would love the opportunity to know more about you and possibly meet you. Well, he said, I'm in Hawaii. I'm having a holiday. Ra rah, rah. Um, you know, it's not always that easy to do that. I said, look, cut a long story short. After having a conversation with him for at least, you know, 15 odd minutes, I said, you know what's happening? I said, I'm flying to Honolulu in a week's time. And if you're still in Honolulu, I'm going to get off at the airport and call you. And if you basically decide that you'd love to catch up with me, okay, we will create that, obviously. If not, doesn't matter. We're still friends. You know, I'll contact you somewhere else and maybe we'll meet in San Francisco. Yeah. Well, between me and you and your audience, <laughs> I had no intention of going to Honolulu. Yeah, of course. <laughs> okay. You have to make I it happen. I created that possibility that possibility at the moment. Yeah. Right? And in that moment, I created that possibility. So what happened was I decided to get a ticket to Honolulu and it was two weeks later, not a week, okay? So I was busy. I couldn't do it exactly in a week. So I take a, a, a trip to Honolulu. I get off at the airport. I call the number. I say, hello, my name is John Michael. You remember me? I'm from um, Melbourne, Australia. Uh, I hope that, um, you know, the opportunity comes and we can meet. Well, what happened was Robert basically said, oh, that's great. He was very polite and generous. He said, you wait at the airport and I'll come and pick you up. Wow. He came and picked me up. He took me to his place and we stayed there together for three days. Wow. He took me around all Honolulu to show me how he was doing business in Honolulu. Exactly in the work I was doing as an image maker, that of course he was doing a little bit differently, right? Yeah, of course. But I wanted to enter, I wanted to be basically shown the ropes. And from that, we became close that I became partners with Robert, launched him all over Asia, and basically, with, I remember the first seminar in Kuala Lumpur that really was over 200 people. That was a really great deal. And we earned a fortune. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. From, there, from there, basically, I brought him into Australia as well. And we're running seminars, workshops for at least five years together before I made the decision, okay, I'm going now totally on my own. Fantastic. And we're talking about, you know, totally on my own in my late 20s, you know, maybe late 20s. Uh, uh, so it was, it was a, that was really my initiation to the world of image from a perspective of the human side as opposed to the product. I love it. I love it, John, because what I'm, what I'm seeing is that, you know, as a young man with, with the, the passion and the energy, reaching out to someone as a mentor in the space and going to work with that person, in a, you know, in a partnership, learning the ropes. And that's, you know, obviously been able to launch now what is the Image Group International, obviously um, global you know, consulting agency looking after people's personal branding. And that's a fantastic stepping stone all the way through. So, John, now that you have got the image group and, and now that you're taking people's personal branding and helping them with their messages, what's the kind of the overall um, starting point for people when they're looking at their personal brand, you t you're taking somebody and saying, okay, let's, let's make this into something special. Where do you start with that person? Superb. That's a great question. So if you can imagine a triangle. Yep. Yeah. 
At the bottom, we have what's known as build. That's number one. Number two is known as promote. Mm -hmm. And number three is cash in. And I'm going to explain to you what they mean. Tell me. The build is the foundations. Got it. So before you do anything in launching a brand, you've got to get your foundations right. And I'll give you a bit more information what that looks like in a second. Great. The promote side is the fame, is getting known. Yeah? Yeah. Okay? So, so you can have the greatest product on the planet, service, whatever. If the world doesn't find out about it in getting known, okay, you're going to die with the greatest secret on the planet in history. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. no found out. And the cash-in equals three different things. And, of course, we can break that up. But from a simplicity point of view, the cash-in means obviously financial wealth, okay? Mm-hmm. You get a financial return. Yeah. A lot of my clients look for that as one of the KPIs, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Number two is reputational equity, yeah? yeah? Mm-hmm. Got your reputation. Now, that also is a value uh, uh, proposition. Yeah. That's also got equity, right? Yeah. Uh, so depending who you are, you know, for some people that's more important than others, yeah? yeah? And the last bit is legacy. Legacy is more my what I would call clients 45, 50 plus, right, yeah. that have actually already got all the success in the world, right? The last thing they need is any more money because they got heaps of it. But what they want to do is leave something behind. Yeah, sure. Yeah? Leave something behind. And this is, uh, you know, as, leave something behind that basically sort of encapsulates their life. Yeah. 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 Uh, and I have some philanthropist clients like that, that, you know, it's beautiful because, you know, I wish I was one of them at their level, right? Sure. You know, they, you can give, you know, $100 million away every year, right? It's like, wow, you know. It's a different uh, so, world. So, sorry? It's a different world. It's a different uh, plane. It's a different world. It's a different world. And I've been privileged to sort of taste that. Now, the good thing about you know, what you saw in my pyramid was this, and this is essential. You've got to create a strategy, meaning the build, mm-hmm. before your tactics. Okay. So, in, so an approach is totally holistic. It's online and offline. Yeah. So what's essential here is basically that you don't get caught up with tactics first before strategy. So when we talk about... Sorry, John, I didn't mean to cut you off there. When we talk about tactics, we're talking about don't get caught up in, you know, 100 Facebook posts and sending out on Instagram and LinkedIn profiling and YouTube advertising. That's tactics for, for promotional. So we need to get that foundation right first. How, how will we go about putting that foundation in place? Yes, spot on. That, that was great. Uh, so how we get the foundation, basically, first thing, we, you know, is we've got to, we, we ask a question, right? You've got to get clear on what your values are. Because mm-hmm. if you're not clear on your values, they're not going to basically, you know, your values will drive your goals. Got it. Not the other way around, right? Goals, again, is a tactic, right? Yeah, sure, okay. But yeah, your values, you've got to get clear on what your values are. Now, let me tell you, I came from the fashion world. That's the image world. At times, my values were, were very conflicting, right? So, yeah. It created a lot of internal pain, right? Because basically... Uh, you know, unless you get your values clear, you can get yourself in all sorts of problems. Mm-hmm. And, and what I mean by that is just look at the world today, the Western world, right? A lot of internal mental problems, health problems, and so on, because there's an incongruence of the values. So in other words, you're putting out an image out there that's incongruent with what's on the inside. Yeah. So, now, you know, so I've had to do a lot of work on that space, right? Yeah. And, and, 
And you can't be an effective coach if you haven't done that. Sure. You know? Yeah. You know, you're, what you become is what I would call is a corporatized coach. Say right. all the right things, the political correct stuff, okay, and you look good, but you make very little difference on your clients and mm. definitely from a humanity perspective. Yeah, okay? sure. You're just a tick-the-box guy. So good, uh, going back to your question is like, you know, what you're going to ask yourself is, you know, how do you define success for you? So in other words, what does success look like to me, right? Yeah, literally define it. Yeah, that's number one. That's personal. Yeah. Not what society defines success as. It's a very big difference. Big difference, okay? It's your success, not what the world's telling you. Yeah. Yeah? And basically, then do a comparison of the two and then create a congruency, right, where you fit in this whole game, you know, where do you fit in all of this, you know? Um, and the comparison basically is then, you know, you get to create your strategy as per your personal values, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. and then the tactics that come from there so you can create, you know, in, in my from my perspective, doing good, making a difference, and then prospering. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so you're going to get really clear. Uh, and there's basically, the, you know, and there's online uh, tactics, right? Yeah. And then there is basic, and then we would call that online branding is tactics. The offline branding is strategy. Okay. okay? Yeah. Okay. So you've got to, you know, you, so what you've got today, especially with a younger generation, is you've got a lot of tactics, social media posts, right, yeah. all of this. It, for me, that's all noise. Yeah, sure. It's noise, confusion, distractions, right, right. Forget about looking at the Kardashians and how they make, you know, a million dollars a post, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. That's not the real world. That's, that's, a, that's a different business model than most. Different business model, okay? And I've worked, you know, aspects of that business model. That's not for everybody. Yeah, sure. Right? That, that, is, that, that is a confusing Hollywood business model. Okay? Yeah, just like NBA basketball is not for everybody. Thank you very much. Exactly, exactly. So, so you've got to get really clear on that because if you don't get clear, remember, we're all conditioned from an early age, okay? Yeah which way to go, okay? So unless you've had mentors and you've had great educators around you and people that really, you know, part of your network, most people probably miss out there, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and, and I'll give you many, many um, uh, examples of that if you want because I've had them in my clients, okay? Sure. Sure. So you've got to really define what success is, you know, what success is because if you don't, there's a lot of tripwires out there. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I think it's with the... With the connected social media world, and, and, you know, we talked a little bit about, I heard you mention there, the disparity between the image and the, the values. And, you know, there is, a lot of, um, there is a lot of breakdown between what people are feeling they should be posting socially and pre- presenting that um, successful persona where, you know, as soon as that post is finished, the darkness kicks in and, and there's a lot of that going on. And it can start from the teenage years as soon as they've got access to that social media right through now into that kind of second generation where we're talking 55 and 60 plus who, who've got that big gap, a uh, big age range there that it's affecting everyone. And, and you know, that's probably a, a topic for a whole different podcast. But I think, you know, where you're talking about defining what success is for you, would I be right in saying the other thing when we're looking at values is, is to say, what do I stand for as a person? If nobody else was around me, how do I define what's important to me? 100%. You're, you're spot on, Walter. And, 
basically, you know, go, just going back to the values because you said about your image and then internal, right? Yeah. Both matter. Sure. You, you've got to own your intrinsic values and your extrinsic values. Mm-hmm. So intrinsic is obviously how you feel on the inside. Example, yep. confidence and so on, right? Yep. Extrinsic is how do you show up in the world? Yeah, right. How do people, how do others see you? 100%. And we need to get clear on this, right? Because example, if you look like a loser, the world's giving you back that, re- that reflection. Yeah. So what you've got to really own everything, including the beauty, the aesthetic aspects of beauty in all elements. So you've got to look the part, in other words. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Unless... Uh, you know, unless you are so rich that you can afford not to look the part. Right, and then and then your own quirkiness becomes your own style, but the, you have to be exactly. that way. Yeah. So, exactly. Yeah, so quirkiness and so on, quirkiness and all of that comes from, from what I would call is internal. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. You can still be very quirky. You know, i got a lot of stand-up, right, comedy. Nice. Right? A, lot of, you know, a lot of quirky guys, right? But you can tell the ones that really, I mean, you know, and stand-up is one of the hardest jobs on the planet, right? But basically, you still got to have a respect for the way you present to the world. In no. other words, how do you show up? And show up, of course, is from internal and external as well. But from a simplicity point of view, I'm using this from an image perspective now. Yeah, yeah? sure, sure. You know, because if you don't understand that or you go in denial around that, right, then the world will respond to you in such a way and then you say, oh, I don't like that. Why are they talking to me like that? You know, because basically your image is speaking so loud that they can't hear you. So, so it's important to actually identify internally with who you are and how you feel so that when, because we, we have to have these as congruent, right? We have to have the internal and the external congruent. So owning Correct. who you are and before you get to the point of broadcasting that will well, in, in a lot of ways, or in every way, insulate you from the backlash that is society. Like, so if you are quirky, if you are that particular type of person, own that 100%, present, present yourself as a, you know, 100% genuinely, and then when you get that reflection back from the external social media sources, it's not a surprise. It's something that you can no. say, yeah, that is who I am, and, and we, can, we can grow with that and move forward. I think that's yeah, 100%. an... 100%. Yeah, please continue. No, I was going to say I think that's a I think that's a really important point, John. And I think you know we see so many times that people trying to present that let's use the word image, trying to present that image that that is disconnected from who they are, who they really are as a person. So yeah, let's come, let's come back yeah, to so a if you're not, well, sorry. Well, if you're not congruent, what will happen is you'll get feedback that you don't like. Yeah, it'll be shocking. And I, prom- and I promise you what will happen over a period of time is you will start feeling like a victim. Yep. And that's what's going on today with all the trolls and all of that, yep. right? Victimhood, you've got to get, is a big business model in society. Yeah, wow. Empowerment is a different game. I'm in the empowerment business, okay? Nice. Uh, it's a and nice business to be in, man. Yeah, and the distinction is very simple. Okay, if you want to get a distinction on the two, empowerment is I'm giving you something, yeah, and I don't need anything back, yeah. Victimhood is I want something, yeah, you know, I want something from you to feel good, to, to feel, you know, to I feel a void, yeah. right, yeah, and that's a distinction, you know, yeah. and that's a distinction because today, 
victimhood as a model is everywhere, okay? And, you know, even, and my point, and I want to make this as a point, even if you are a victim, it doesn't serve you to live your life like a victim. Yeah. I've had victims, I've had, you know, clients, you know, at times I've been a victim, right? It doesn't serve you. It actually pulls you down. Absolutely. We had a, we had a guest uh, a few episodes ago, John, uh, her name was Trish Jones and, and she's a best-selling author. She actually, um, uh, she phrased it this way. She's been through some tragic things in her life and she had a coach, a mentor who said to her, while she was feeling all the victim stuff, all the terrible things that had happened to her, her coach simply said to her, Trish, what do you want the end of that story to look like? Yeah. Beautiful. You know, Superb. hang on, just stop because you're spilling all the stuff. I understand. But now you get to write the ending, right? You get to choose how you, how you move forward with that. John, let's see if we can help some people. Um, you know, they're listening to the, to the podcast on, in the car. They're heading to work. Let's see. Most of the people that are listening are entrepreneurs or self-driven, self-driven yeah. people. They might be listening to this and thinking to themselves, John, if I, I've got this great idea. I'm starting this company and I, I really don't know how to present myself in a way that, that uh, is going to help me grow my business. What would, what would you say to them in terms of like, three or four tips that can help them kind of grow their business and their own branding as a result of, of some quick and easy changes that they might be able to make. Okay, so, so we've already discussed the internal stuff, okay, yep. and there's, there's a whole, obviously, um, uh, sequence of how you deal with that. Uh, yeah. Uh, from an external point of view is definitely, uh, we know presentation matters. You know, you're married, Walter, right? I am, sir. Yeah, so you didn't go looking for the ugliest woman on the planet, did you? No. <laughs> no, okay. Now, I've said it to some of my clients and I've said, no, but I attracted her. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's if you've attracted that, that's because there's an internal issue going on. That's okay? A, that's a okay. So, so we know aesthetic beauty is essential. Okay. Like, you know, like the piece of art you got in the background. It's all part of beauty. Sure. So no different to when you go to a restaurant, you want your meal to look beautiful, attractive, right? You don't want it to look like mush. Yeah. You know, your home, you want it to be presented in, in a certain way. But not only that, we know historically, and of course the Chinese call it feng shui, you know, the, and of course the Western perspective comes from geomancy. It's all about the right energy. So being attractive is important, you know, and attractive, I don't want to sound like superficial there, right? Because yeah. whatever, you know, whatever you've been born with, as far as I'm concerned, you can create magic from that, right? Yeah. So presenting well is important, even if it's, and I don't mean suits here, this is essential. Forget about that. That's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about suits and ties. We're talking about basically whoever you are, just own it. Yeah, got yeah? it. Yeah. Own it. Yeah. That's so that's that from, from a physical perspective. Then, of course, you're looking at every aspect of your communication, the way you relate to people, you know, your networking skills, all these are essential. And then from an offline perspective, um, uh, we go into the digital side, then you've got to do the same thing there. Yep. So if you're incongruent, for instance, if you have a website that's incongruent, so remember, I came from retail, right? I had luxury stores. Yeah. The stores had to look beautiful. They yeah. had to present well. Your website is a store. Absolutely. If it doesn't present well, customers say goodbye. Yeah, that's it. The worst bit about it, though, is with the website is you haven't got somebody there to say, hey, hey, sir, 
ma'am, can you please come back? Yeah, right? yeah, you don't have that chance. You got that? They're gone. Goodbye, goodbye, Charlie. Yeah, yeah two seconds. And as we know, you know, your heat maps and so on clearly show you that, right? Yeah. So what's essential here is that you get that right as well. Get and your house in order. Right. And I want to be practical. You want to get the UX right as well, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, the, the, the appearance. You've got the tech side and then you've got the visual side. Mm-hmm. I work with clients in mixing the two, yeah. okay, to get both spot on. Yeah. Okay, yeah. because if you don't, you're going to be incongruent, okay? And by the way, it's not like we're doing things perfectly as well. We're constantly trying to reevaluate because, as you know, the digital world is shifting sands daily. Things change. You know, mm-hmm. So you've got, you, you got to get that spot on as well. So from a digital, from an online, offline, you've got to get them to be congruent, you know. Um, and basically from there, it's, it's specifically, um, you know, creating, um, obviously if you're, if you're going to be looking for clients, you know, creating your offer that deals really with people's real pain spots, you yeah, know, sure. why are they coming to you, why are they coming to you. Now, for something like that, you know, entrepreneurs, for instance, entrepreneurs have got numerous challenges, right? You know, and the, one of the biggest, of course, is getting clients, yeah? Mm-hmm. You know, um, like every small business or SME or startup, it's getting clients or it could be attracting money, Yeah. Yep. How are you going to attract money, right, when you look like unattractable? Think yeah, about sure. what I'm saying here. And, and okay. again, I have to reinforce, John, you're, you're not talking about the looks in terms of what we're born with because that is 100% given to you as a gift. What we're talking about is, is how well, actually, you, actually how you, you look. Actually, you can change that these days. Yeah, well, that's right. Exactly. If you've got the money, you can I'm not, I'm not suggesting that. No, 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 not at all. No, but you're not talking about the you know attractiveness in terms of, of a physical appearance. You're talking about attractiveness in terms of what you're bringing from inside you, uh, making your yourself an attractive, making that a, a proposition, a person that you want to be around. Your, your story started with when you were going to the stores on the Saturday morning. People, yes. who, people were coming in to spend time with you because they wanted that connection and they felt that coming back to them. And if, if we're talking to the people who are listening, if you can make yourself more attractive in terms of what you are giving to other people, then they will naturally be attracted to you. And I think that's a great lesson. 100%, yeah. And you've, you know, you've encapsulated that very nice, right? But you can only do that when you get clear on yourself. Got it. Yeah? Yeah. You know, if you're if you're running on a corporatized model of ticking all the boxes, that's fine. That's not my model. Yeah, yeah sure. uh, it's not my model. It's basically going deeper because what you want to do, and I do believe in legacy, is you know at the end of your day, a bit like what your uh, coach said in one of your calls. Basically, it's you know what do you want the story to look like in the end? That's it. You know, you know so so. Um, if it, you know, if if the case is going to be basically that you know you're going to have all of these material possessions, uh, that a lot a lot of fun, by the way. But if you haven't got the true deep meaning of what it's all about for you, well, then I think potentially you've lost the boat. And I can actually you can quote me on that, you know, because you. I've got those as clients. Absolutely, um, I love it. I've got them as clients, and some even as friends. You know, the big thing for me is, you know, if you want to really know how I define success from my perspective to help, you know, your entrepreneurs, because entrepreneurs, of course, you know, a lot of it is like, oh, let's make as much money as we can, you know, crush crush the deals. I think that's all immature, veneer, very superficial stuff, right? That, you know, that fits in with the uh, society mode of what success looks like because, of course, 
it's all Indiana back consumerism, right? Sure. Okay. From my perspective, it's about time freedom, right? Good. It's about location freedom. It's about association freedom. I mean, like, don't tell me who to hang around with. You know, I want to be able to do that with what, with who I want, whenever I want, when it, you know. And the the last one is is purpose freedom. I mean, you know, so I can do whatever I want in this lifetime. Yeah, we live That's it. we live in Australia, right? We live in Australia. Yeah, the greatest country on the planet. There's no excuse specifically to be playing the miserable game, right? It's There's it. no excuse. Yeah. Okay? So for me, you know, at the end of my days, what? How would I measure myself? A strong, connected family, right? That's it. A group of friends and connections that we basically hang around with. Great health. You can't buy health. Mm. You've got to be health. Yeah, right. You've got to live it every day. You've got to live it every day, right? You know, you can't expect the doctor to, you know. To inject you with they, health. <laughs> they just, well, they're just a conjure. Yeah. Right? It's up to us in the end, you know. An abundant giving mindset. Yeah? Because when, I, when I'm operating like that in my being, I feel alive. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay? I yeah. feel alive. You get that juice coming through from, from just being able to operate at that level, which really is the definition from a success point of view. I think, you know, 90% of people, if you ask them what they want in their life, John, they're going to answer happiness, you know, and that, that's not an amount. That's not a bank account. Happiness isn't an amount that you have in the bank. Happiness comes from, as you said, having that time freedom, having that freedom of, of uh, uh, personalities, being able to connect with the people you want to connect with, having the ability to give um, without question to others, that gives the happiness that comes from within. And you can live your days every day like that, you know, regardless of the income level. And from, from everything that we've been taught, that level of happiness is naturally attracting to income anyway. So it's almost like a byproduct. Yeah, I mean, happiness is, is a modern concept. The philosophers throughout history did not talk about happiness. It was about moments of joy. Wow. Yeah. It's joy. Are you joyful right now, right? Yeah. And are you joyful also when things are going down, you know? Are you grateful for that dark side that's coming up for you? Or are you denying that, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so, you know, when you do some of the personal work internally, okay, it, again, it's up to you how you measure success, right? Yeah. So from a financial point of view, uh, we all want to do well financially, and I support that 100%. But that's really the scoreboard, isn't it? Yeah. Right? That's how well so you've you know, played every other bit of the game. Exactly. It, it, you don't get born and say, I'm going to, you know, I want to become the richest man in the world. Okay, what you want, you know, what you want to be doing is living a life of purpose, right? You yeah. get up every morning, you know, I've got a lot of wealthy friends, right? And clients specifically that, you know, obviously they're attracted to me because they lost their purpose, you know. Um, there's nothing worse than having all the money and time and no purpose. Yeah, definitely. You know? that, that's, a, that's a formula for insanity, you know. Yeah. So purpose is... Purpose for us is is important, you know, for human beings. I love it. And especially for men. You know, women are definitely more resilient. Yeah. They are more resilient than us folks. And men specifically, when they lose their purpose, you know, or, you know, you think there's any mistake when they retire at a younger age, before you know it, they're dead, you know, within five years. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's essential that we, whatever you're going to do, you're contributing 
to society and, of course, the community. I, I think that's essential. It's Absolutely. Certainly, it's certainly important for me. And moving that goalpost continually, we, we've talked uh, before on the podcast about the what we call back from the moon syndrome. Even if as an entrepreneur, you set a big goal and achieve it, and then there's that depression afterwards of, well, well, well now what? And it's having that purpose, as you're saying, to be able to consistently say, well, this is what I'm going to do next, and this is what I'm going to do next, and moving that forward. John, I'm so grateful for your time. The, the construction of that pyramid, as we were talking about personal branding and taking that image of yourself forward, I think that base level of purpose, defining success, and who you stand for, and what, what you stand for, you know, when you're dark and alone and there's nobody around you, who are you? I think that's a fantastic model for people to be able to move forward with. And then obviously from there move into promotion, as we said, technique and tactics, that comes at a different step. And then the profit, uh, the cashing in is the last one. John, I know you've written a couple of books. You've got a new ebook out that, uh, that people can tap into as a bit of a gift from you to the, to the listeners? Yes, I have a new uh, ebook. It's actually, it's not even out there yet. So it's okay. really, you know, we're organizing to get that out to our database, but I've been, you know, wrapped to uh, offer it to you. Uh, That'd be great, mate. That'd be fantastic. Appreciate it. Authentic personal branding, a real world approach. Fantastic. Uh, And it's a good introduction to personal branding from some of the conversations we've had. Um, And definitely, you know, it's, it's a bit of a guide um, to uh, get you on the right track without, you know, without you spending a fortune. That's awesome. Thank you so much, John. How can people get hold of that? Uh, best is to uh, respond to John Michael, and John Michael is J-O-N-M-I-C-H-A-I-L at imagegroup.com.au and just say, yes, podcast ebook. Fantastic. I'll make sure that that's in the show notes as well, John, and thank you so much. That's, a, that's an incredible gift. And I think taking that forward, the best gift as a listener that you can give is to make yourself more attractive by defining your purpose and defining your position in life. And thank you, John, for helping us uh, to understand what that can mean. For the, for the people who are listening, the gift that you can give to your family, to your company, to the society, to your community, is that better attractive personality, that being a person that, whose image is naturally attractive to others. And uh, thanks to John for the, for the guidance there. John, the CEO of the Image Group International, an amazing consulting personal branding coach. Uh, I really thank you for your time, mate, and, and uh, wish you all the very best of success. Walter, thank you very much. You're a champion. Um, And uh, I obviously wish your uh, listeners a lot of abundance in their lives from now on. And abundance means, of course, inner and outer. So uh, until next time. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, John, and we appreciate it. See you next time. Hey everyone, it's Walt and thanks so much for listening to the episodes on the podcast. We really love bringing these interviews to you and I hope you're getting a lot out of them. We've designed the podcast to really help and to engage with everybody out there. So you could help us by simply leaving us a comment or a review, subscribing on iTunes. Head over there now, make sure you hit that subscribe button and leave a review for us. It helps more than you could possibly believe. Do that now and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode.